Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, the 12 Steps to Freedom. We are on step two. We are already on step two. It is so crazy how time just continues to fly by. I am Kelly Fox, and I am excited to be here with you. We are talking willingness tonight, and it is introduction night, which means anything goes. And I am excited to get this conversation going with my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, and I'm I'm, I'm just willing I'm to, just get willing to get this going. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Willingness, I think, is a uh, one of the most used, other than awareness, uh, tools that we share in the Twelve Steps of Freedom by Rhonda Britton. Because willingness is action; it's willing to do something different. So. I'm excited to get this conversation going, and our guest coach tonight is one of our favorites and one of your favorites, too, Sylvia McIntosh. How are you doing tonight, Sylvia? I am doing awesome tonight, and thank you for that generous introduction. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's all true. true. It is all true. Thank you. So, Sylvia, why don't you remind our guests um, what kind of coach you are? Okay, well, I am a certified fearless life coach and uh, with the uh, Ron Britton's Fearless Living Program and a certified fearless trainer. In fact, I got to go through the training certification with Kelly and Terry, which was awesome. And mm-hmm. I tend to work with, I have found the people that gravitate toward me are people who are either approaching or recently entered the empty nest phase of their life. They're certainly not the only ones I have worked with, but those are the ones that have come to me in perhaps the largest numbers. Uh, But my purpose, what I find most important, what I'm most interested in, is really helping people understand how to be a good friend to themselves, which then allows them to be a better friend to others. So true. And you are a very good friend, so... Mm-mm. You must be doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so to start us off, Celia, what does willingness mean to you? Willingness to me is really all about the readiness to consider a new action and take a new action. Try something that's not tried and true. It's the uh-huh. willingness is the recognition that what I've been doing isn't getting the results I want, which so then you go into the awareness of, okay, so what is it I want or what is it that doesn't seem to be working? And then the willingness is, oh, now that I recognize it, I could do something differently and then looking for options and choosing something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Terry? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, on my little minute uh, motivational things I do every morning called Terry Talks, where I talked about 
willingness when I recorded my uh, November sessions. And I think the foundation for willingness, of course, is awareness. And so that's what we talked about last last week, an awareness of what it is in our lives that's not working, an awareness of, um, you know, what what are we you know, what's missing in our lives or what, what do we want to change or what, what will make us happy, what will bring us contentment, just all those questions that we became aware of in our first month, that awareness continues on as we go into the second step of willingness. In fact, the awareness can become much more acute as we take those action steps and have that willingness to try something I kind of think of it even as as action research. You know, this is what I'm aware of. Uh, This is what I'd like to do differently. This is how I'd like to change my mindset and see see the world. And I'm going to try this action. I'm going to I'm willing to practice this this strategy. I'm willing to uh, increase my spirituality and enable enabling me to be more aware of my past. You know, and, and you're trying all these different, with a willingness to to really discover what is it that's going to help you accomplish that thing that you became aware of. And then the awareness even grows more keen as you try these steps. So I see those f- first two steps really synergistically moving us towards effective action steps that lead us and guide us to where we, we want to go, whether it's a a career goal, a relationship goal, a personal goal, whatever it is, it's that willingness to try, practice. I mean, I, I like the word practice better than the word try. To practice action steps that will bring us closer to that awareness of what it is that we can change, what we can do, what we can say, what we can think that will allow us to move forward. And so I just I thought about that all the whole time that I was recording those November uh, minutes, and and it just seems that there's such a a deep richness to willingness once we really become aware of and are willing to increase and deepen that awareness as we move forward. Yeah, Welcome. yeah, yeah. I think that once the awareness comes once we have um, an understanding of what those next steps are or what possibly could change to get us closer to who we want to be or doing what we want to be doing. The willingness is kind of like that, that indicator of how likely it is that we will do it, that we will make those changes, that we will take those steps. Um, You know, if we look on a, scale from one to 10 and uh, 10 being, yes, we're going to do it right now. One being, I don't want to do it at all. If we're any less than a five, then that's not getting done, right? That, that's not going to happen. And even if we're mm-hmm. a six or a seven, the possibilities aren't, you know, the, the probability isn't really high. So it's how, how willing are we to take that next step to do that? To, to make that shift to, um, you know, do whatever that thing is that we've now become aware of that needs to happen for us to, to have the change that we want to have. And mm-hmm. I know when I'm not doing something consistently, uh, my willing, it's my willingness level that, that isn't there. 
So what do you, what do you ladies find with um, supporting others with their, with uh, getting an awareness or um, an understanding around their willingness? What do you do to support them? Well, that's a tough one. I'd, I'd like to share something I thought of while Carrie was talking and then come back to this yeah, question if I could. The yeah. other thing that occurred to me about willingness is willingness is the action step as opposed to wishing. Mm-hmm. Wishing is hoping something will change in our lives without our own effort, like being rescued or winning the lottery the, when somebody else bought the ticket for us or something like that. I mean, wishing is being aware that we want something to change but not yet being willing, being aware enough, getting the idea around action to take responsibility for where we are and where we want to go. And so the willingness is the accepting the responsibility that my life is how it is because of the decisions I have made. And that doesn't have to be a blame. That's an awareness. These are the decisions Mm -hmm. I have made. Now, if they haven't led me where I want to go, Maybe I could dig around for some new information and be willing to try some things I haven't tried yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Wishing our lives away. Wishing, wishing, wishing. <laughs> the good old Disney song, when you wish upon a star, is not going to get you where you want to be. <laughs> Yes, she didn't sit around and wait for it either. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to so know to go what back your question is. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Sylvia. No, it's okay. I'll let you finish your sentence. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's okay. Go for it. All right. Well, to go back to your question on helping clients um, with the willingness and perhaps increasing their willingness, I think for me at times part of that has been helping reframe how they look at where they screwed up in their lives. Because Mm -hmm. often as they talk to me about what went wrong, I have a very different perception and perspective about what they're talking about. I had a client who was teaching, and I have permission to share this story. It's even on my website, or it has been. Um, she was teaching in a high school for, it was kind of the last-ditch high school for kids who hadn't finished yet and were in so much trouble they couldn't attend the regular school. And they had to finish before they were 21, or they would be kicked out and they would be on their own to do a GED. And she had a student that just seemed to push all of her buttons, and everything she tried with him just didn't seem to be working. And one day he was just at it again. And she let the off-bomb fly during class. And as soon as it happened, she regretted it. She realized what she'd done. She apologized to the class. And then she went to her supervisor and admitted this had happened because she wanted to address it before it came through the grapevine from the students and with the parents. And so her immediate supervisor was like, okay, I'm glad you let us know. We can deal with it. But the next level was all upset and wanted her out. And her supervisor argued for her. And she did get to finish the year. 
And but the other thing that she had said to that child when she during the apology really was, you need to understand. You can aggravate me all you want, but you've got to understand. You are here because this is your last chance. And what you are doing is not going to help you get where you want to go. And I am trying to help you get where you want to go. So she put it back on him, which I thought was awesome. And at the end of the school year, he did graduate and he thanked her. Now, Mm. when she was telling me this story, all she could focus on was she let the F-bomb fly, she messed it up, her the hiring level supervisor wanted her out. She really screwed up. It was a terrible situation. She was embarrassed and so on and so on and so forth. So what I helped her see, because what I really heard in this was she had someone who was pushing her buttons, and when she pushed back and laid it in his lap, he picked up the torch and carried it and thanked her for it. And even Mm. though she told me he had done it, that didn't really register to her as an important part of this story. And to me, it was like the most important part of the story. Mm-hmm. And once she was able to look at it that way, then it just really helped her lift off this mantle of blame and frustration and embarrassment that kept her from really going where she wanted to go. And she had actually come to coaching because she was looking for a job and she knew what she wanted. Once we got this straightened out, her whole perspective of herself changed, and she did indeed end up with the job, the kind of job that she wanted at our university, Mm. Mm. doing exactly what she most wanted to do. So I think often it's a matter of helping people reframe their memories. I mean, the event happened. And she gave me all the details, but she was focused on one part of the story, and I was able to help her shift to another part that was, if not more important, at least as important, but it would move Mm -hmm. her forward. So I think sometimes there's willingness to take a new look at what we've done, whether it went right or wrong, and glean what we can from it, look for the silver lining, And once we can see where maybe mistakes aren't the end of the world, maybe I can learn from this. Next time I can do differently, that really helps support our willingness to try something new. Because if you're so sure you're going to screw it up, it's pretty hard to get your willingness up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me think. Yeah, that makes me think of, uh, you know, the three foundational principles of fearless living that of compassion, honesty, and personal responsibility, that when we, mm-hmm. when we focus on just the honesty, which for her was that I screwed up, you know, I said something that I, that I, I could have not said, but I was pushed to the limit and I said it, but yet then temper that with compassion first and the fact that she took responsibility for that after being made aware and willing to see it in a different way it really changed her mm-hmm. outlook. And I think that that capacity to change our mindset and see things in a different way is one of the reasons we get a coach because a coach can ask us those questions, can help us to see uh, the potential in the, the thing we're focusing on that we did wrong 
and see that in reality what we what an amazing lesson that was and when you apply compassion to that that uh you know scenario she was able to see that my goodness i this this young person recognizes that perhaps that moment uh, is what really helped him uh, to have compassion, honesty, and, re- and personal responsibility in his life and get his act together. So I think to me, you know, if to your question, Kelly, one of the things that we can help our clients see when we're talking about willingness is that they're willing to be honest, but yet they're also willing to couch that honesty in compassion and then be willing to take action. Because if we just are honest and then we get caught up like this this person did in what we did wrong, we're very unlikely to be willing to take uh, mm-hmm. take action that will propel us forward. It might keep us stuck in that what we did wrong, you know, the shame and blame of what I did wrong rather than with compassion seeing, you know, I, I did what I could when I could the best I could and I learned this and look look what happened. So, yeah, that made me think of those three words. I love those three words. Anyway, I think that's one of my favorite uh, tools yeah. in helping people to uh, to really be willing to have compassion along with that honesty. And that's what propels you to the personal responsibility and the action to move forward is is the compassion component along with, you know, the personal responsibility of being honest. So, yeah, that just made me think of that when you were telling that story, Sylvia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think something else is you know per, giving ourselves being willing to give ourselves permission, permission mm-hmm. to not do the thing that we don't really want to do, but we're shitting ourselves to do. Right? Oh, I should do this. I should do mm-hmm. that. This person expects this of me, so I should do it. When we really don't want to, and it really doesn't serve our you know, serve us to do so, but this other person's wanting it or we think we need to do it and giving ourselves permission to just let that go and, and not beat ourselves Mm -hmm. over not doing it or giving ourselves permission to want something different or, or want something new. Um, I think willingness and permission go together really well um, because Usually if we're not giving ourselves permission, we need to be willing to, right? Baby step ourselves Mm -hmm. to that position where we can give ourselves permission. We're not waiting around uh, for somebody else to say it's okay or for somebody else to, um, you know, agree with us or uh, support us in our justification or whatever it may be that we're kind of waiting for to say it's okay to, to step out and do this new thing. Yeah, uh, I think that's a willingness to face our fear, too. You know, I mean that sometimes what's keeping us from stepping out is is the fear, the fear of being rejected, the fear of being seen as less than. You know, the fears that we have, these emotional fears that keep us in our comfort zones and, and cripple us from taking those, being willing to take those steps. So sometimes it's it's a baby step is 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 really a giant step in a way because we're, we're facing our fear and we're taking that first step and we're willing to, you know, just move out of our comfort zone just so much, you know, that, uh, and then gives us the confidence to move a little bit more and we expand that comfort zone by being willing to face our fears. 
because it's fear that mm-hmm. insulates those, uh, you know, our comfort zone from taking uh, risks. And so I think it's, it's that willingness to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other part of willingness is I'm willing to try this, even though I haven't done it before, so I'm not quite sure how it will turn out. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work perfectly, then I can get more information and try again or try a different way still that, that it's okay to get it wrong or do it badly. I mean, we have to be able to do it badly first and practice in order to do it well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what, or musical yeah. instruments or art are great examples of that. If you're unwilling to sound bad at an instrument, you'll never sound good at it. Because when you first right. try to learn how to blow that thing or blow those strings, it's going to sound bad because it mm-hmm. takes practice. There's a finesse to it that you only get there by doing it poorly, doing it more, and getting better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you said it, the word research as well. I think sometimes it's just really, you know, going at it as, as a, I like to think like a, an investigator or a, you know, you're trying to solve a mystery. And so you're looking for the clues that are going to allow you to build the confidence, to build the skill, to um, build the, the courage to, to practice this thing, you know, that will guide you to a new, to a new spot and the willingness to say, well, maybe that's not where I want to go. And then to take a little detour, but it's, it's kind of like, well, I like a little mystery, you know, I'm trying to find out what's, what's the best way that I can accomplish this and not think there's only one way. And I know Mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to do in school now that people, you know, some people don't understand that we're trying to teach children that there isn't just one way that there are many ways to solve a problem. There are many ways, many clues, many opportunities to to learn and to grow and to become proficient. And uh, that's scary to some people because they think, no, there's one way, <laughs> one answer, and one result, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sylvia, um, before we get too close to the bottom of our time, I would like to give you – a couple minutes to tell our listeners what it is that you're doing right now so that if they want to get in on it, they can. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Friday evening at 7.30 in the evening on um, Eastern time zone, I get on Zoom and we just chat about forgiveness and how it shows up in our life and various tools or programs that we use to support the process of forgiveness. I do this on Zoom, so you do need to have the invitation, but you can email me at um, Sylvia McIntosh, um, no, at Life Coach McSylvia, <laughs> sorry, Life Coach McSylvia <laughs> at gmail.com, and you can find my email address on my website, which is sylviamacintosh.com or on Facebook, where I have Make Your Life Your Own Life Coaching. Um, Or you can even just private message me on Facebook, and I will send you the invitation. Or even if you contact Carrie or Kelly, they have the information. They could share it with you. And we just talk about forgiveness. Because I was led to do this starting in April, because it just seems like the elections was getting ramped up, and of course we're almost to the end of it finally, Um, people were just getting meaner and meaner. (laughs) 
And I found myself getting so agitated. It was like, okay, I just need to learn how to forgive people. Meanness is a response to fear. It's when you haven't faced it and haven't come up with a true choice, and so you're just reacting and trying to, you know, usually meanness comes from I feel bad, I hurt, I don't know why. The only thing I know to do to feel better is make somebody else feel worse. It's like bullying. Um, And so if we can forgive this and recognize that people really are doing the best they know, and so because it's what they know, it is the best they can, not that they couldn't learn better, but until they become aware and willing to make changes, at the moment they're really doing the best they know. I don't think most people wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to see how many people's lives I can just really mess up today. I just want to see how many people I can mess up. I just want to mess with people today and make them feel bad. I don't think people make that choice consciously. And so I found forgiveness practically seems to be as common, the need for it is as common for me as the need to breathe. (laughs) Whether Mm -hmm. I'm forgiving myself for what I did or didn't do or this thought or that thought about somebody else or the person who cut me off in traffic or took the last thing off the shelf when I wanted it from the grocery or, or the bigger things, you know, the people who are telling lies in the news or whatever it is, or the people who are just blaming everybody else but not owning their own actions. I mean, it it goes from little tiny things to what seem to be huge things. And so we just get together and share our views on forgiveness and a variety of tools. Uh, Obviously, there are a lot of tools in fearless living, but people have brought in things from other sources as well just working to heal the holes in the souls of humanity through forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And, yeah, a great and message. As Terry and I both attend that Zoom, so we definitely mm-hmm. encourage of you to come. And Sylvia, please do post about it on the Facebook page, the Fearless Generation Facebook page, so that people can okay. see it there as well. Yeah. We'd love to have uh, that. Thank you. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I love going to the Zoom each week. I I get a lot out of it, and um, I'm glad that um, she's continuing to do it. So, to uh, well, I love to having you guys. You bring so much to it as well. Aww, it's such an important important concept mm-hmm. to be willing to forgive. And and again, there's so many degrees. Of forgiveness mm-hmm. and willingness when it comes to forgiveness because we can, you know, we need to forgive ourselves, we need to forgive others, and sometimes we think, oh, that person, I can never forgive that person. But the more you forgive yourself and the more you um, are willing to do just what Sylvia said, heal the holes in people because a lot of times their their behavior is because there's something in their lives that they, you know, they're um, trying to deal with, trying to get their needs met doing the best they can. And it's just, it's, to me, it's so connected to love and forgiveness and love, I think are the two tools that can bring humanity together and bring us back Mm -hmm. from this polarization that we're experiencing in our nation, bring families together, bring communities together and to heal our nation and bring it together. So that's, 
it's such an important topic that she's sharing with us. And I feel having a willingness to, to even explore the concept of forgiveness is a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Love having you guys participate. Thank you. Well, um, we are basically out of time now. So, um, <laughs> Sylvia, I'm going to ask you, what is the number one thing that you would want our listeners to get away from the call tonight? That willingness is something that you have control over and probably mm-hmm. need help if you're serious about a change. You mm-hmm. need someone to cheer for you, to encourage yep. you, to take that risk and try the new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Terry? Yeah. I concur. I concur. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that at this point, once we, we become more aware and we're willing to to really delve into that area that we want to change, that relationship, whatever it might be, that's the time to get a coach and to really have that support because no one can do this alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely shows your willingness level, right? <laughs> Getting a coach mm-hmm. always ups that willingness level at least one point. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we thank you. Uh, we thank you, Sylvia, for being on the show with us tonight. We always love having you on. And we love you sharing everything uh, that you have to give. You're so generous with your time. Uh, so we thank you. Um, and we like to say that uh, the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by uh, Rhonda Button, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about her, you can always go to fearlessliving.org and find out more about Rhonda Britton and what the Fearless Living Institute has to offer. If you'd like to know more about what Terry and I have going on, you can check it out at our Facebook page, Fearless Generations, our Facebook group, Getting Fearless at Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations, or on our website, fearlessgenerations.org. And until next time, everyone, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Thank you. Be fearless. Love you guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.